You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV 2 News podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. Welcome to the Baby Your Baby podcast. I'm Holly Manino. We are talking about Down syndrome today, and we have asked our expert, Dr. Jennifer Goldman Luthi, to be here with us. So, Dr. Mm-hmm. Goldman Luthi, thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure. Okay, so I want to do a quick introduction with her. She is an assistant professor of pediatrics at the University of Utah and works in the University Pediatric Clinic and the University Hospital Nursery. And Down syndrome is one of your specialties. Yeah. Tell me why. Well, I treat a lot of kids who have children. Uh, I treat a lot of kids who have special health care needs, and so because Down syndrome is pretty common, that includes some kids with Down syndrome. Um, I also write uh, about children with special health care needs, and so I've been involved with writing the Down syndrome update for for the module that we have online. Okay. So talk a little bit about Down syndrome. What is it, and what causes it? Well, Down syndrome is the most common genetic condition. It's usually caused by when there's a third copy of chromosome 21 instead of just the two normal copies. Um, Not always, but that is why it also has the name of trisomy 21. Mm -hmm. It's about one in every 800 births in the U.S. as to a baby with Down syndrome, and so there are about 6,000 babies a year born with Down syndrome. And what are some of the symptoms of Down syndrome? So the classic things are intellectual disability, which is usually mild to moderate. Um, There are characteristic facial features and kind of a low muscle tone. That's what you notice right away with most babies. Um, There are a whole bunch of facial features that I think most people recognize Mm -hmm. when they see somebody. Um, And those include upslanting eyes with epicanthal folds. That's where the inside of the eyelid kind of crosses over the inner corner of the eye. Um, Small, low-set ears, sometimes a flatter face, and sometimes a tongue that sticks out a little. Um, People with Down syndrome tend to be a little shorter in stature, too. Then uh, quite a few people have like a single palmar crease. That's where when you fold your hand, there's just one crease there. But I also had professors in medical school who were like, I have that, too. So lots of people have some of these features. It's where you see a combination of them that you really um, start to think, oh, this person might have Down syndrome. And then there's a whole host of other body parts and systems that can be involved. Talk a little bit about the increased risk for congenital heart defects and some of those other issues that can complicate things. Um, Congenital heart disease is really common in Down syndrome. So about half of people with Down syndrome are born with something different with their heart. Of those not all of them need to have surgery or special things done with them. A lot of uh, heart conditions you can just live on through and it's fine. But some babies are born with heart disease that need surgery right away. Um, other than the heart, uh, lots of different body systems. So sometimes there will be um, issues with swallowing or with breathing. So like obstructive sleep apnea can occur. Um, we see um, people with Down syndrome at increased risk for childhood leukemia, uh, celiac disease, thyroid disease, um, problems with their upper spine being unstable. Um, reflux and constipation are pretty common too. And 
Those are kind of the body things, mm -hmm. but you can also get into um, with behavior and development some certain uh, issues as well. So having low muscle tone makes most people have uh, developmental delay. So they'll walk later, roll later, do kind of the normal baby things a little later than typically developing kids. Um, and as those children get a little older, you may see some um, things like ADHD or autism. Uh, tics, which are mannerisms, um, you can have repetitive mannerisms or vocal tics where there's a noise they make over and over, um, or other behavioral things can occur. Mm -hmm. um, and developmental delays just kind of go throughout childhood. Okay. How is Down syndrome diagnosed during pregnancy? So during pregnancy, um, early on in the pregnancy, people can get an ultrasound done, and ultrasound may have some findings like a, a thick nuchal fold, that's the back of the neck, mm -hmm. and that they look at the nuchal translucency, but that's not a diagnostic. Mm -hmm. It's just like one little thing that might point you in that direction. Moms get blood tests done too that can suggest an increased risk. Diagnosing it though um, would require genetic testing, and so to do that, it's a little bit more invasive. It would require doing like an amniocentesis or uh, sampling part of the fetal part of the placenta or the umbilical uh, cord blood. And then you'd be able to get an yeah, actual diagnosis. Then you can, then sure, you can, you can look at sure. the, the genetic test, the karyotype, and see mm -hmm. what the chromosomes show. What about after delivery? After delivery, your definitive diagnosis is when you uh, send the blood for a karyotype, so a genetic test. Mm -hmm. Is there a way to prevent Down syndrome? Well, not exactly. I would say in general, if you want to have healthy pregnancy outcomes, the best thing you can do is lead a healthy lifestyle before you get pregnant. Mm -hmm. um, so that would be the best way to try to prevent anything from going wrong during the pregnancy. You can't prevent every case. Um, so healthy before pregnancy would include diet and exercise, avoiding tobacco and alcohol and other drugs. Mm -hmm. um, and taking prenatal vitamins even before you get pregnant. That is one of the most important <laughs> things we talk about on the yeah. Baby Your Baby podcast with almost every episode. Take a prenatal vitamin yeah. before you're pregnant. Yeah, it's amazing, mm -hmm. isn't it? Right. Yeah. Even if you're not planning to get pregnant, take one anyway, then it's in yeah. your system. That's the recommendation for sure. Some families choose to test their embryos. Right. And so that would usually take place in a, in a couple that is using fertility treatments. Mm -hmm. And so they are able to test their embryos before uh, implantation and make a decision if the baby has you know, congenital defects that are not compatible with life, they, have, they can think about that. Um, and then there are some people who find out during the pregnancy, early in the pregnancy, that the babies that increase risk for Down syndrome or they get a diagnosis and they choose to terminate. That's a lot less common in the US than it is in Europe, which it's a big ethical issue and I mm -hmm. think merits a lot of consideration. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that your speakers recently uh, talked about that. We did, yeah. And, you know, we do want to mention that we did interview an amazing couple that talked about Down syndrome. Their baby Gwen was born with it. And so we just encourage you to listen to that episode, too, and really get the parental perspective and yeah. what they went through. It's filled with really, really rich information. What happens when a baby with Down syndrome is born? Does the baby go home with the mom or stay in the hospital? Go through the steps in terms of what new parents can expect if they have welcomed a baby into this world with Down syndrome. Yeah, so right after delivery, it, we want to congratulate the parents on their new baby. And that's important for any new baby, whether they have any kind of um, genetic syndrome mm -hmm. or not. Um, 
With babies with Down syndrome, we like to check a few other things before they leave the hospital. So there's like the normal newborn stuff that they get, which would include hearing screening, congenital heart disease screening, um, newborn metabolic screening, which a lot of people call the PKU test. Mm -hmm. And some babies also need to do a car seat trial to make sure that they can keep their airway open mm -hmm. when they're in their car seat. In addition to that, we would do genetic testing if we think a baby has Down syndrome and we would check their blood to make sure the blood count looks okay and check their thyroid level as well. Those two things can be off in some babies with Down syndrome. So depending on that, the baby might need to stay in the hospital a little bit longer. Yeah, so other things that would keep them there, if they needed surgery for their heart or they had an intestinal blockage, those major kinds of things that would need repair right away would keep them there longer too. And more minor things that might keep them there a little longer would be if they um, are having a really hard time feeding and need some support and training on that, or if they need special uh, special equipment to help them breathe safely. I know some, some Down syndrome babies, too, might have that heart surgery a little bit later. Baby yeah. Gwen, who we spoke with her parents, she will be having a surgery soon. Yeah, and I'd say a lot of babies who were born with heart defects get surgery later. Mm -hmm. um, which is nice. It's a little safer for babies if they can wait longer and get bigger. And baby can still breastfeed yeah. even with Down syndrome. That can still happen and, yeah. and should happen if, if that's what you want for your baby. Yeah, I mean, we recommend breastfeeding to all uh, moms if they want to give it a try. Babies with Down syndrome um, sometimes are successful at breastfeeding, sometimes not, but there are other ways of getting breast milk into babies too. When we have a baby in the hospital and the mom really wants to breastfeed, um, we have lactation specialists mm -hmm. who can come and provide assistance. And there's also feeding uh, therapists who can come and help with positioning and some other little tricks that sometimes make it more effective. Yeah, and if you can't breastfeed, you can still get the breast milk to them, like you mentioned. You right. can use a bottle. I know breastfeeding yeah. can not happen for all moms, so we want to be you know, courteous of that. Yeah. How will baby and family be impacted? Um, you know, I think having any child with special care needs has a big impact on the family. Especially if there's other children. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if there's other children. Definitely if there's mm -hmm. other kids. There's the obvious immediate impact of, particularly if you didn't have a diagnosis ahead of time, of dealing with all of those feelings that come up of mm -hmm. you know, sadness, anger, mm -hmm. guilt. I all natural. wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, those feelings come up as well as the joy of having a new baby and then there's fear about what the future holds. Mm -hmm. um, it, siblings usually are pretty good at accepting babies for just who they are. Mm -hmm. We've seen this over and over with There is kids. such goodness in kids, <laughs> isn't there? Yeah. Really? Just like, that's my little sister. Yeah, they don't think anything different. <laughs> I know, it's so true. Yeah, but families um, will have some changes, and those will include like increased um, doctor's visits mm -hmm. or therapy visits, and later working with the school system, Right. and obviously much later dealing with um, figuring out where the person will live and where he or she will work, how they're going to be taken care of in adulthood. Jennifer, talk a little bit about the joy that comes with a child with Down syndrome. We heard this from Josh yeah. and Jessica and baby Gwen. But well, talk from a, from a practitioner's from my perspective. perspective and from my colleagues, um, we get a lot of joy out of seeing kids with Down syndrome because they tend to have... Um, a lot of smiles for us, mm -hmm. not always. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of smiles, and they speak from the heart. Uh, so mm -hmm. there's not that necessarily the same filter that you get. So you have a teenager who will come in and just share what he's feeling or give you a hug rather than, you know, kind of hide it all in mm -hmm. like other teenagers might. 
Um, and, you know, a lot of these kids are just so cute, you just want to snuggle them. So we feel that all the time with, like, every baby that we see. Right. But these kiddos are kind of a special place in the heart. Yes. Yeah. What treatments, therapies, or medications are recommended or available? Are there any? There's nothing that treats Down syndrome mm -hmm. itself. So, um, you know, every child will have different needs. And so just treating those things uh, as they arise, whether it's medication for thyroid disease or... Um, you know, special supports or strollers for, for getting around if the child isn't walking well, or hearing aids. Those things really vary from person to person, and some kids may not need any of that. Um, for babies who are breastfeeding, we do recommend that they supplement with vitamin D, and then some babies, like smaller babies or early babies, also get supplemented with iron. What is the long-term outlook for a baby born with Down syndrome? That's changed a lot. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we still have some babies with Down syndrome who, who will die in the first year because mm -hmm. they have very serious um, physical defects that are not compatible with life. Uh, but a lot of people now with Down syndrome can live to like the age of 60 mm -hmm. on average and live a really healthy and productive and happy life. That's so great. And there's other there's different programs for them to be able to participate in, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I feel like kids do really well if they're if they have a good um, environment in the home that's enriching. Yes. They feel belonging in their family mm -hmm. and their community. Um, they're in a good educational program with the kind of therapies that help them feel mm -hmm. supported and, and help them make the most of their potential. And then programs like Special Olympics or other adaptive um, options can can really help kids feel good about themselves and be healthy. I mean, exercise for anybody is healthy. Um, so I think those are all very important for people to lead those productive, happy lives we want everyone to have. Mm -hmm. What is the risk for other family members or future children to have Down syndrome? Is there an increased risk? There is a little bit of an increased risk. and. Most of the time, the genetic change is a sporadic one, so it just kind of pops up out of the blue and isn't going to happen again. But there are certain ways that the chromosomes can move material between them so that a parent may be carrying something that puts the children at increased risk for Down syndrome. And so that is something that's a little bit more likely to pass on uh, if they have another kid. Now, I was thinking about this uh, and you know, wondering, well, do kids with Down syndrome, can they have babies? Yeah, good question. What is the, um, what is the answer? The girls, some of the girls are fertile. Some of the women are fertile and can have babies. Um, and if they have babies, about 50% of those will have Down syndrome. So this, mm -hmm. again, kind of getting into genetics. Yeah. Um, but they haven't found any male uh, males with Down syndrome who are fathers. So. Okay, so to this, to, at, this point, at this point, we don't know of any men that have yeah. been able to father children that have mm -hmm. Down syndrome. Yeah. Okay, interesting. More research to be done on that, though. Yeah, for okay. sure. We do want to mention, too, we've been mentioning baby Gwen and her mm -hmm. parents, Josh and Jessica. That is episode seven of the Baby right. Your Baby podcast. Listen to it. It is so good. Like I said, this is an amazing family, and they have a great message for anybody. <laughs> and the, it is just such a rich, rich podcast. So enjoy it. How can people learn more about Down syndrome? What resources can we give give people that are listening right now? Well, um, I am an author for the Medical Home Portal, which is a website that offers information for physicians, but it also offers information for families mm -hmm. of children with special health care needs. And so medicalhomeportal.org is a website they can go to. 
for Down syndrome, very specifically, there's the National Down Syndrome Society and National Down Syndrome Congress. Both of those have good presence online, and there's a lot of opportunities to get information, but also to network and to learn how to advocate for your child. And we know Utah has a really, really great Down syndrome network, mm -hmm. too, that Josh and Jessica have been able to tap into. So yeah. we'll link that to this as well. Perfect. Okay, Jennifer, thank you so much. Dr. Jennifer Goldman-Luthi, <laughs> Assistant Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Utah. Thanks for joining us. It was my pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic you would like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV 2 News podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.